Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch is in conversation with Bree Black, co-founder of JobsNob. Okay, welcome everybody. This is Alex Tiersch, and you're listening to Medical Spa Insider. I have on the bat phone, the AmSpa hotline, Bree Black from JobsNob. Um, for those of you who don't know, JobsNob is... A, uh, well, you know, I'm going to let you explain it because you have multiple aspects to what your business is. We've, we've already done a, we did a podcast with uh, your partner, Kipper, back in, uh, back in the day. It was several months ago. And um, since then, you've been a, a big presence with AMSPA. We've been working a lot together. You guys have done a, a phenomenal job of helping folks get placed and, and, and get jobs in aesthetics. And let's talk a little bit about what you do. But first of all, thanks for joining us. How are things going? What's the latest? How are you? I thank you, Alex, for for hosting. It's a pleasure as always. Um, you know, things are good, and as we chatted about off the record earlier, business is good. It's been um, yeah. nice to see pretty consistent hiring trends continue despite some, you know, potential economic concern. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think JobSwap's doing great. We've been growing and continuing to see. Um, that we are benefiting from this industry's growth and morale. So let's let, let, let's get into a little bit about what um, JobSnob does. We, we we went over this in the last podcast, but but I'm curious because this we talk about hiring all the time on this program as well as just in general at the events that we put on and with folks that I talk to, and, and it's a huge issue right now. Uh, what are you seeing right now as far as the the job market and then you know kind of going back a little bit you you've got a a a job board you've got placement services what what area are are you seeing is 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 the most used and most utilized and what people are asking the most let's just kind of start generally and, and talk about the market in general and how job snob fits into that if that makes sense sure absolutely so um you know at the core of our business we are a recruiting agency we specialize exclusively with medical aesthetics, primarily practices of every shape and size and specialty. And then we have our job board as well, and those go hand in hand. So those are truly at the core of our business, although our acquisition division is growing and we have some new data products and some other things um, soon to come that we are optimistic about as well. Um, But the way that it works right now is our job board is is self-managed, as you know, so it's a competitor to Indeed or ZipRecruiter or another option that uh, practices out there are using every day. The difference is that we specialize again only in medical aesthetics. So Hello. the focus is quality versus quantity of candidates. Yeah. So whereas you know a hiring manager may be used to seeing you know dozens of unqualified resumes come through with an alternative job board. With JobSnob, we're you know they may see three or five or eight resumes for people who they actually want to interview. Right. That's our goal, at least. Um, so we've got a really nice audience of over forty thousand candidates receiving the email every week with a weekly jobs e blast uh, nationwide, and you know we do post all of our positions on on the job board. Wow, I mean forty thousand is. Nice. And that's a nice, yes. that's a nice number. And and you said, so the, the, the job postings or job listings go out to all 40,000 every week. That's correct. So, um, you know, we started with a pretty healthy database to begin with when Kipper and I 
um, you know, started building Jobstop, but our recruiters are in touch via phone, email, um, other methods with dozens and dozens of candidates every week, each of them. And so yeah. those people are then added to our database and it's just consistent, continuing to grow. Yeah. And then we get a lot of organic candidates who um, just sign up because they're curious, they're looking or uh, interested in what's out there. Yeah. So that's, you know, still to this day, the number one source of drivers to uh, applicants to our job board. Yeah. So let, I, let, I want to take a step back because when we first, when I spoke with, I've, I've known you, both you and Kipper for, for a while now, we've been talking about various things for a couple of years. When you first started, it was just you two. And then you started adding recruiters. I know where, how many recruiters do you have right now? So we have three full-time recruiters okay, and then an administrator who oversees the job board. And then our recruiters really support the concierge recruiting. Okay. That's their primary responsibility. And that's really what we, re- we recommend for positions that are highly skilled, uh, more revenue generating, mm-hmm. um, like a, an injector, um, a medical director, a practice manager, an esthetician mm-hmm. uh, versus the job board really is most successful with sort of support roles, ancillary roles like front desk, mm-hmm. uh, MA, uh, the types of roles where, you know, they've classically been hiring off of um, yeah. another job board. And the primary reason for that really is because of the shortage of highly skilled talent out there. Yeah. As you know, you know, AmSpa is obviously helping to bring new injectors into the industry, but you know, a lot of times people will say, oh, I posted this job on Indeed and it was up there for, you know, 45 days and I got, a, you know, a bunch of people ghosted me. I got people who didn't represent themselves, honestly. Um, I got people who had no business even applying. Yeah. So we really have found that, you know, with most of those roles, we have to go out and um, find people who are open to an, a new opportunity, but they're not actively looking. Yeah we consider those passive candidates and that's where the recruiting uh, fits in. So in what, um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about the recruiting because I think it's in this industry, you're absolutely right. It's there's, there's such a, there's a lack of qualified candidates and everybody seems to be looking for candidates. How does, what's the process for the recruit? I mean, like if, if I'm going to say I wanted to hire somebody, I wanted to hire an injector and I, and I, and I called you guys and I was working with a recruiter what uh, how does that work what kind of information do i give them and then how do they go out and, and, and start making the search sure um we have a very specific signature process as we call it in place so um the very first step is uh, every new potential client has a intro call um, and on that call we're really digging into of course the basic job description the fundamentals compensation everything you'd expect but we try to also really understand the culture Mm-hmm. Uh, the practice, um, either the culture they've built or in some cases are trying to change or trying to build mm-hmm. and you know, what the sort of intangible qualities are that the ideal candidate has. But this is it's, 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 it's a nationwide service, right? So it, it, you're not restricted yeah. by, by, by geography at all. Right. Exactly. Nope. And the only difference we see if we um, start a job in, an, in a newer market or a place where we haven't recruited heavily in the past versus somewhere like, you know, a big metropolitan area that we've hired, you know, dozens of people in is that it may take a little longer before we present our first candidate um, because then we're really having to, 
you know, the recruiters need to pull up their sleeves, start connecting with, you know, the local reps, all of our connections there, asking for a lot of referrals, doing some research on the reputable practices and um, understanding the geography, things like that. Mm -hmm. But our goal is to always start presenting candidates within the first week or two after the uh, intake call. And that gives us, you know, the recruiters are going to, at that point, have, by the time they submit candidates to our clients, they've interviewed them, obviously screened, you know, resumes, interviewed the candidates, and then they're typically providing that a write-up of their background, their CV or resume, a profile picture. So uh, they've done a lot of the legwork and it does take a little bit of time for them to to get started. Tell me what, um, what, what when folks are coming to you and looking to find somebody, do you find, are, are there, are there certain things that, that, that folks are doing that, or, or are they asking, um, how they retain or how they get top talent? I mean, what's the main thing that, that folks can do that are listening to position themselves to find the best talent for their med spot? Cause it's so competitive out there. Everybody's looking for the same people. What do you tell folks to, is, is who, who, who really want to put themselves ahead of the pack? Uh, it's a good question and it does come up often. Um, almost everybody wants to know either, you know, how do I attract or and or retain the best people out there um, in such a competitive market to your point with a shortage of resources, in this case, human resources. For us, we see a lot of candidates who aren't motivated financially at by their, as their primary reason for taking a new position. It may be secondary or even tertiary to other factors, whereas you know, several years ago, we saw a lot more folks sort of popping around for the next level in their um, income. It's still important and, it, you know, money will always matter. And if you pay below, you know, market, you're never going to get top talent. But that being said, um, more comprehensive compensation packages are becoming important, uh, including... Well, and, and what does that look like when you say more comprehensive packages? What does that mean? Especially in the med spa world, even three or four years ago, you didn't see a lot of, um, especially smaller med spas offering benefits, for example. And now it's something that, I don't know if I would say it's the norm, but it's certainly not uncommon. Um, okay. Same with you know 401k, things that used to be sort of limited to the larger groups. Also offering continuing education or career development, not just for providers, but for the whole staff is very mm -hmm. important. And then flexibility is the other one that we've really seen post COVID, this new era, yeah. you know, people want to work remotely or potentially yeah. have a much more flexible schedule. They want to pick up their children or finish early to go get their errands done. And yeah. we're seeing, uh, you know, on the positive note, a lot of practices flexing and starting to offer those things. And it's been incredible how much a few small compromises on the employer side can attract and retain some some pretty good folks. Really, is is there like a is there like a threshold almost where it's like where you recommend you got to here's the things you need to be offering to it to a to attract the top talent because it's interesting that you say that because there's. I, to me, I feel like benefits are, I mean, nowadays, if you're not offering benefits, like that's, that, that, that's tough for today's crowd. And so 
Oh, what do you think? Is this, is this the way we're going in the future and folks need to think about that no matter what? Well, you know, I mean, in a lot of the clients, I'm sure same as a lot of your members are just starting out. So they may be, you know, an, an NP who is her own medical director and just hiring the first employee number one practice manager. And a lot of those people don't have benefits yet. I would say it's, you know, it's important. It's a competitive, but... You also have a lot of people out there who do. That might may not be. Hey everyone, let me take a quick second to share something really interesting for your business. Did you know that a staggering 74% of consumers shop on their phones while watching TV at night? That's like 7 out of 10 of your patients. But the real eye-opener here is that less than 1 out of 10 med spas actually sell their products online. Can you imagine the untapped potential of giving your patients the convenience to purchase treatments, services, or skincare right from the comfort of their own homes through your very own branded app? That's where RepeatMD comes in. RepeatMD is the fastest growing software in the medical aesthetics industry, and for good reason. RepeatMD is designed by e-commerce experts who have worked with renowned brands like Target, Nordstrom, and Neiman Marcus, and they'll build your practice its own mobile rewards and shopping app. Clients love RepeatMD, and patients love the experience RepeatMD provides. RepeatMD rewards patients for spending more, encourages them to come back more often, and helps them discover treatments they'll absolutely love. On top of that, your practice can sell memberships and offer financing for services all through your very own app designed and managed by the experts at RepeatMD. The bottom line is that RepeatMD enhances the entire patient experience while boosting your practice's revenue. They are game changers for your med spa. So what are you waiting for? Visit repeatmd.com forward slash amspa to book a quick product demonstration. And guess what? We'll have special pricing for medical spa insider listeners and you'll receive 50% off towards your first purchase. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Head over to repeatmd forward slash amspa today. What about, um, so one of the questions I get, in fact, whenever we do our, our MedSpot bootcamps, we get this question every single time, which is when it comes to hiring, folks often vacillate between either hiring somebody that is trained and is a proven revenue generator or somebody who is either a brand new RN in, in the space or is looking to come into the space and needs to be trained it, 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 are you seeing a trend where folks are training their own people or are they looking for people who already have experience? Probably over 90% of the recruiting work we do is for uh, providers who are currently trained. They've been treating patients. They have, you know, at least a moderate skill level. Yeah. And part of that is because there's such, as you know, demand to get into the industry but the shortages mm-hmm. of people who are already here. So, right. you know, if, if somebody called me and said, oh, I want somebody who's just been through, you know, AMSPA's foundation and then their boot camp, And if you could hire yeah. me people like that, I mean, I would, that would be great. <laughs> you know, we could have you candidates by the end of the day, but you yeah. know, they want people usually with at least one to two years of experience. And then of course, someone who's a culture bit, culture always comes up. Are they well aligned with the practice and are they yeah. going to stay? Say those are probably the top three, you know, employer requests or yeah. The the and and the culture fit has got to be a tough one because how do you? I mean, and as a as a recruiter and someone who's placing people, finding the right first of all, being able to figure out what the the right culture fit would be, and then finding that person has got to be challenging. 
Yes, it is. Um, and it's something that we have during our, our intake call. We have some very specific mm-hmm. questions and discussions and our recruiters are trained to ask uh, specific questions to try to uncover different factors that contribute to that. We also have been doing this for so long and we talk to so many employees that we sort of get a, a feel for the different practices, especially, you know, the larger groups. And also it's it's really important when we screen candidates to find out what's motivating them. And that yeah. also helps us, you know, make a, a match or maybe know a, a certain opportunity maybe better for a candidate. Yeah. Um, our recruiters, you know, we we have a different compensation model than most recruiting companies. We just charge a flat fee uh, versus a percentage of salary. So we're not incentivized to try to find the person with the highest salary requirement. Our recruiters are incentivized to find people who stay, mm-hmm. find good people who stay long term. So that you know their interests really are aligned with the practice in that regard, and the employee for that matter. And no one wants to take a new job and then think they're going to be leaving 12 months later. For sure. Are, are, are you seeing, I mean, it's, it's, it's so interesting to talk to you because there's, there's such a, that this industry is still young, right? And so we, we haven't really, you know, there, there's no real, besides you guys and a few others that are out there that, that, that I know of there, there's no one really doing the, the placement and the, and, and the job place, job board services like you guys are. Is there a lot of turnover right now? Are there injectors out there that are looking for new places? Are, is it like no, a normal job market or is it more or less? Any, any idea? Uh, I would say it's it's slowed down a little bit on the, um, not on the demand side from practices, but injectors proactively reaching out and saying, hey, I'm looking to move. Again, um, post COVID, we kind of saw this uptick of people in a frenzy to sort of get out of their especially large metropolitan areas and go, you know, so, you know, Colorado or Montana or, you know, the Hamptons versus yeah. New York or, you know, uh, the same trends that we saw in all industries. Now, I think potentially because of this sort of current uh, environment, I'll say people are sort of sitting tight. You know, the especially the highly skilled top revenue generators are kind of, you know, they they like security. But yeah. again, if you're if you're motivated by you know, something that your current role isn't offering, then there's always a tipping point for what it's going to take to get you to make a move. Well, we talked, and we talked about what the employers are doing to find the best talent and to separate themselves. What are job seekers in, in this industry looking for? So the job seekers are looking for also culture. That's definitely an area that's aligned. They're looking for career growth, um, both mm-hmm. financially and professionally from a skill level. Injectors are famous for having an insatiable appetite for training, which is a mm-hmm. good thing, I think. If somebody doesn't want to be trained anymore, that would be a red flag for me. And then, you know, definitely finding um, something where they can stay long-term. And I think if those first areas align, then usually they do stay. Again, this is, it's it's such an interesting time to be in aesthetics and dealing with med spas because of where we are i'm curious like where do you think in in and i'm gonna put you kind of on the spot a little bit with this but where do you think the 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 job market is gonna go i mean it, it's such a new time and there the, the, we always talk about how there's just not enough qualified injectors out there and i'm talking about specifically about injectors but this is obviously for everybody and and 
there's like the demand for treatments is overwhelming. We don't have enough injectors. We don't have enough med spas to meet the demand. There's also a lot of folks that I've talked to who are in other industries, whether you're a nurse practitioner or an MD who's looking to come into aesthetics, but they don't really necessarily know how they have, they, they, they struggle kind of getting the training. Like what's like reading the tea leaves a little bit, where do you think we're going to be in, in, in a couple of years? Is this going to, yeah, are we going to grow the way that we think that we're growing in, in our, our, is this going to be just a robust market for years to come or, or what do you think? I believe so. Um, and you know, I perhaps am, am an optimist, but also there's all sorts of data that you're familiar with and you're even producing some of that data indicating, you know, the double digit tagger yeah. every year for the industry. I think a lot of that is met as uh, led by consumer demand. We've still, sure. you know, there's such a huge untapped market of people out there who haven't even been treated with Botox or a neuro yeah. neuromodulator of any sort. Um, and then, you know, the industry, the manufacturing side, continuing to come up with new innovative solutions. So I think both on the surgical and the non-surgical side, we're going to continue to see these, the growth as projected that's unparalleled in, in most industries. As long as that, you know, the industry continues to grow, there's more demand for jobs. And um, I think we're all going to be okay. <laughs> the only thing I would say is that there may be a little shift in the way we do things. And that's kind of for us, at least cyclical with different, different groups. We have the same employers who we've worked with year after year. And sometimes our relationship with them changes. Maybe we start out as their hiring team exclusively. And then as they build up and grow and they have their own internal HR and their own recruitment team, we're working more as sort of an extension and maybe in only new markets where they haven't been before. Or we are, you know, advising them and helping them fill very highly urgent, high volume roles, you know, where we used to be going, you know, 90 days or six months in advance of a new location. But I think that the growth will be there. It's just a matter of, for uh, for jobs not at least being able to adapt to the needs of our clients and, and our candidates as well. So w- tell me this, you, you guys have been in business now, I think for what, is it three or four years now or th- th- three years kind of formally? Yeah, and, it will be four years um, this year. Four years this year, congrats on that. How do you like, and you, you, you both came, you and Kim both came from Allergan as um, as as reps in, in different departments. How do you like being an entrepreneur? I love it. I love it. Every day is a new day. You know, there are some days where you, definitely the grind you know wears you down, and there's no no end in sight. Um, but I would say it's been overwhelmingly a really positive and gratifying and exciting experience. I never thought, oh, you know, I'm gonna one day I'm going to start a recruiting agency uh, or I'm going to build a job board, but there's something very re- rewarding about helping people find jobs that they love that I never considered yeah. and also helping people find employees who they love. Yeah. Um, and that part of it's been really fun to see, especially, you know, as, as things continue to grow and um, Jobstone's been fortunate enough to hire new employees and pick up some of that workload for us. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I asked, Chipper this on her um on her podcast when we did the play you know that, God, that was probably two years ago now um why did um why did you and you kind of mentioned this but I'd love to hear more about it why did you decide to go into a a, a job placement and job board 
business? Why did you decide to open that? I mean, you 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 obviously are are with we're with a a company where you had a lot of interaction with 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 people on aesthetics, and you you know it was it, business is booming. What was it that, what was the pull that said, all right, I'm going to go out and I'm going to open my own business and it's going to be job placement and recruiting and job board. Um, that's a, that's a big step. And I, I would love for you to kind of take us back to that, to that thought process and decision of when you decided to do that. So, you know, Kipper and I realized that uh, by the time we met, we both had spent a significant amount of time with practices of just about every shape and size, both uh, in terms of geography and specialty and culture, um, procedures offer, you name it, we've seen it. And Ooh. we realized that this, regardless of the practice, there was this sort of universal hiring dilemma or need where there was no good resource that met that that un, that need. And it was actually, Kipper gives me too much credit, that Kipper was the one who originally came up with um, the concept of having a job board for medical aesthetics specifically. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Kipper's pretty persuasive. So, you know, after we uh, we put up a website and had some and did very early interest from some big names who we still work with today. And um, we had we both had support from our families and just decided to go for it. And we thought, you know, if this doesn't work out, you know, we hopefully would be welcomed with open arms back to, you know, the industry as a in the sales side. Um, and if it does, great. And so it was, you know, it was a it was a risk, but luckily it's it's worked out well and it's been really fun. And we get told probably multiple times a day um, by new clients and candidates alike how much of a need there is for this. And people recognize that, you know, staffing is such a big part of what's going on in these practices. Yeah. What, you know, it's interesting because the, you know, whenever we're hiring, like Anspa hires people, we go through a lot of the typical um, avenues that a lot of other folks do. What are, but I've, I've often and always felt that going to the places like Indeed or, or whatever it is, um, it, it doesn't really fit our industry too well. And it, 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 I don't think it's been, it's been as effective as just word of mouth and things like that. So how do you, how are you differentiating yourself from the big one? Because Indeed obviously is like the giant and you got LinkedIn and these other places where people are looking for, 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 for jobs. How do you fit into that and, and and how do you want folks to look at you compared to those places? Yes, that's a good question. I think for us, focusing on that high quality instead of just delivering a, a large quantity of candidates is important. And uh, that goes on the reverse side for candidates as well. Someone who is interested in becoming a, a nurse injector, let's say, or it already is, mm -hmm. is probably not interested in looking at 120, you know, ER and internal medicine and hospital related jobs to find the one medical aesthetic opportunity in his or her backyard. So that mm -hmm. I think having that very niche specific area is uh, useful and it saves time for practices and for candidates. So for us having to, you know, go against the the behemoths or you know the indeeds of the world is you know the challenge is just continuing to grow and to make sure that our name becomes ubiquitous with 
medical aesthetic jobs. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, I, I, I think this is uh, an esoteric enough industry where you're going to be able to, to do that um, without question. Are, are, are you, are you finding, and again, I, I, I don't know if you know the answer to this, are you finding that you're hearing from applicants who are from other industries in within medicine? Cause that's something I'm, I've always been, I, I've anticipated happening more and more because we see, for instance, we, we know from our data that there's a large percentage of general practitioner MDs followed very closely by emergency medicine MDs that are coming into aesthetics. And they're the ones who are really opening these med spas. Are you seeing like RNs, NPs, or, or folks from other sectors? And, and if so, where are they coming from, if you know? Yes. Um, overwhelmingly, yes. We're seeing people from, you know, both within the industry as well as outside of it and just medicine in general. Again, I, th I think post COVID, we saw a lot of people who were dying to get out of the hospital setting where yeah. they'd had it, they were exhausted and they were ready for something a little bit lighter. They wanted to treat healthy patients and, um, you know, maybe work more normal hours. So there's always been this sort of appeal, I think, even preceding COVID um, of just having a lighter experience at work. We see people from, um, really every specialty clients to your point who are you know non-core or non non not plastic or derm but they may have been an OB-GYN or a you know ER doc or internal medicine who are interested in opening up a med spa so I wouldn't say there's uh, like other than just hospital setting I wouldn't say there's one another overwhelmingly uh an overwhelming specialty but hospital setting I think is is definitely where I, I hear the same thing. People want to treat well patients. They want to have an impact on people's lives and, and not have to get, you know, thrown up on at, at 1am, um, you know, things like that. All right. Well, Bree, this has been awesome. You know, I, I'll, I'll let you have the last word. So, um, just give me kind of your final thoughts and then, and then also where can folks find you? What, what if they want to find out more about job snob, they want to find more about the job board or the, the opportunities. You know, we do have a relationship with you all as far as you, we've got, you know, access to our job, to your job board on our website. So enhanced by members get a little, get a little discount for that. Um, but, but tell us kind of what your, um, where you're located, what folks can do to find out more. Yes. Um, visit our site, jobstop.net. Everything you need to know, um, about posting a job is there. There's also forms to online forms for recruiting inquiries and, um, you know, you may, you may see us out there at any, uh, AM spa event in the near future as well. All right. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you for your time. I know you're busy and we will have to catch up with you, you and Kipper both soon and, and digging a little bit more to the, you know, to the really juicy stuff. That was perfect. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Bree Black, co-founder of JobSnob. If you're new with us, click on the subscribe button, then receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.